The following podcast contains strong language. It's in the book. It's in the book. It's in the book. Hello, hello. Welcome to It's in the Book, a queer Bible podcast. I'm Jay Sylvan. My pronouns are they, them. I am a Unitarian Universalist minister, and I know the Bible pretty well. I'm David Waters. My pronouns are he, him. I'm Minister for Education at King's Chapel, and I know the Bible pretty well as well. I'm Sue Buzzard, she, her, hers, and I really don't know the Bible that well at all. <laughs> I'm <laughs> a layperson who's married to Jay, uh, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's in there crazy. So the way this show works is I tell a story from the Bible. We've been starting at the very beginning. And in the beginning. Yes, and now we have <laughs> almost worked our way through the book of Genesis, and then David and I talk about it, and then Sue reacts to it. And usually that's very fun, because Sue has almost never heard these stories before uh, in much detail at all, if at all. However, with this particular story, there happens to be a popular Andrew Lloyd Webber musical about it, and so Sue mm -hmm. knows a disturbing amount. <laughs> <laughs> I have shocked. I have shocked David and Jay with my knowledge of all the details of the story. And they were like, wow. Shocked and impressed. Thank you. Yes. Andrew Lloyd Webber really deserves all the credit. <laughs> okay. No more of that. <laughs> no more singing the praises of the man who wrote The Phantom of the Opera. The man who wrote Love Never Dies. The man who wrote Love oh, Never right. Dies. Yes. <laughs> Never forget. It's in the book. Previously, in the Bible. So in Egypt, Joseph was sold to a eunuch named Potiphar, who put mm. him in charge of his house. And Joseph was extremely beautiful. And he had a hot bod like his mom, Rachel, and Potiphar's wife was into him. And when Joseph said no, she tried to sexually assault him. He mm. escaped, but she tore his robe off and used that as evidence, telling her husband Joseph had tried to sleep with her. Joseph got thrown in jail with Pharaoh's head baker and sommelier. He interpreted their dreams and said that the sommelier was going to be absolved and restored to his post, but the baker was going to be impaled on a stake. Now, what he says comes true, and two years later, Pharaoh needs some dreams interpreted, and the sommelier is like, I know a guy, he's in jail. Pharaoh sends for Joseph, and he interprets Pharaoh's dreams as meaning there will be seven years of plenty in Egypt, followed by seven years of famine. And he advises that Pharaoh should hire someone extremely wise to manage Egypt so they can hoard resources in the years of plenty so that they can survive the seven years of famine. Pharaoh is like, well, you're super wise. You're now in charge of everything in Egypt. And the only person more powerful than you is me. And that's in name only. And that's why you got to network, kids. That's right. <laughs> ABC, always be connecting. Yeah. <laughs> and that's true, right? Like, even in jail, he's like, he's like doing the dream, like interpreting the dreams of the sommelier. And he's like, yeah. hey, hey, here's my card. Give it to your boss. Yeah. <laughs> Sue. Mm. So you, you might know a lot about this. I don't know if this part is in the show. What do you know about when Joseph's brothers come to 
see him in Egypt? Well, I'll tell you, Jay. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is in the show. Um, actually, after all that wonderful joyousness of like, wow, way to go, Joseph. You are now second only to Pharaoh. This is great. The narrator even says like, this would be a pretty good place to stop our show. Joseph's mm. on top, but remember all of his brothers? They're not doing so hot. Let's check mm. in with them. Um, oh, there's a narrator? Oh, yeah, there's a narrator that sings a lot of the songs. Okay. No. I know. It's, <laughs> it's one of the reasons that makes it a good children's okay. musical. All right. um, mm. Anyway, so they're like, hey, let's check in with the brothers. And then the whole family is really having a hard time. And they sing a song that I think is supposed to be some kind of like French uh, woe is me song called Those Canaan Days about like, mm. hey, remember back in the day before this famine totally sucked? Like... It was great, wasn't it? Uh, ah, may we. Uh, everything was great. Hey, uh, it kind of seems like everything was great for us before we got rid of Joseph. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And now everything is kind of the worst and we're starving. Huh, weird. Anyway, so they're like, you know, we got to get out of here. The whole family goes to Egypt to try to beg for some food. And they go to this official's house and they're like, please give us some food official. We are so hungry. They don't know that it's Joseph. They don't recognize him. Joseph's mm. like, oh man, it's my brothers. I'm going to have some fun with them. And he like, you know, at first he's like, uh, who are you? Blah, I'm not going to give you any food. And then they're like, please. And he's like, okay, here's some food. And he plays a trick on them and he's like, makes it look like one of the brothers stole something from him. And he's like, oh man, you are going to go to jail forever. And the other brothers are like, no, 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 don't do that. We're responsible for him. Please don't throw him in jail. Uh, we'll take his punishment. And Joseph's like, you guys have turned out okay. Don't you recognize me? Okay, wait, 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 wait. We're not going that far yet. We're not going that far yet today. But that's okay. great. That's great. Wow. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> <laughs> Once again, nailed it. <laughs> it's all in the songs, y'all. See, this is why you need to turn Bible stories into musicals. Yes. Because hmm. then people will actually like literally. Know that. If only we knew someone. If only who could we knew that. www.belovedkingmusical.com. Remember me to your friends. Mm. Side note: um, Did you guys know that the show is actually entirely set to song, and there is no spoken dialogue at all ever? No, really? Oh yeah, no. That's it's why I opera? know this whole thing so well. Wow, mm. that's is... impressive. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. So it's a rock opera. I guess, no, that makes sense, no, right? Because I don't know, kind of? Or, But I mean, that I, I think of an opera as something that has no no spoken word mm. at yeah. all. So like Rent is a rock opera. Oh, yeah. JC Superstar is a rock opera, which makes sense, right? Because I, I don't know how this play or this uh, musical was created, uh, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dream, Dream Coat. Coat. But I'm assuming somebody was like, hey, Andy, you had a great success with that biblical rock opera. You want to do another mm. one? <laughs> yeah. like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's fascinating. Mm. Uh, one day I will see that show. Let's go into this and we'll we'll do what we did last week where we talk about what I see and what David sees yeah. and see what's different from the uh, ALW version. Mm -hmm. 
It says that Joseph is 30 years old when he enters the service of Pharaoh, and he travels all over Egypt. So again, these are very realistic ages for Joseph. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, during the seven years of abundance, Joseph gathers up a shit ton of grain and stores it in the cities so much that he can't measure it. And then Joseph becomes the father of two sons by Asenath, daughter of the priest of On, Manasseh and Ephraim. And that will be important later. Then Mm. the seven years of abundance end in the seven years of famine, as Joseph predicted. It says there is famine in all lands, the whole Mm. known world. But Egypt had bread because Joseph had hoarded it all. And Joseph... (laughs) He had reallocated his resources. (laughs) Yes. yes. Joseph opened his caches and doled out food to feed the Egyptians, but the famine spread throughout the world. So the whole world was coming to Egypt for rations and Joseph's in charge of Egypt. And he's like, I'm the only one with bread. Cut back to daddy Jacob in Canaan. Mm -hmm. Let's check in with them, Mm. as they say in the musical. Exactly. He, He hears there are food rations in Egypt. So he says to his sons... Why are you looking at each other? There's rations in Egypt. Go get them for us or we will die. So it says 10 of Joseph's brothers go down to Egypt town to try to get rations. Jacob kept Benjamin, his youngest, the only other son of Rachel, remember, home because he didn't want anything bad to happen to him. So, and remember, Rachel was his favorite wife and all. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So the 10 sons of Leah, Zilpah, and Bilhah go down to Egypt town and request to see Joseph, whom they do not recognize as their brother, as you said. Mm -hmm. And they ask him for food. Now, Mm -hmm. Joseph 100% recognizes them. (laughs) And Joseph is like, I'm going to fuck with them. They sold me into slavery. He's like, I don't believe you want grain. I think you're spies coming to see the land and its nakedness. Exactly. (laughs) The brothers are like, no, 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 no. We're just starving brothers from Canaan looking to feed our family. We have another brother at home and another brother who is now no more. Oh, snap. (gasps) No more. Why would they even mention that? I I imagine then then Joseph's like, and he's like, (laughs) I don't believe you. I'm going to keep nine of you here. And one of you needs to go get your other brother. And if you bring him, it will prove you are not spies. If your younger brother doesn't come here by Pharaoh, you will not depart from this place. So he keeps them in jail for three days and then says, look, I fear God. One of you can stay here. And the others can go bring rations for your starving household, but you still have to bring me your youngest brother or else you're liars and will die. Mm -hmm. Now the brothers talk amongst themselves and are like, I think we're being punished because we fucked over our brother, Joseph. Mm. (laughs) And and Reuben is like, I fucking told you so dicks. (laughs) Now, Okay. I love that. This part is amazing. I love it. They are talking about Joseph in Hebrew and Joseph has been talking to them this whole time through an Egyptian interpreter. So uh, they think that Joseph can't understand them. Hebrew, yeah. But he totally can. Hmm. I yes. love that detail. That's great. Yeah. So, and then it says Joseph goes off to cry in private, but then he comes back. Oh, mm. Joseph yes, feels so real. Mm-hmm. And he takes Simeon and binds him in front of them and sends the rest of them back with sacks full of grain. Because fuck Simeon. Mm-hmm. And on their way, they take a rest and find that someone, Joseph, had snuck their payment back into their bags. 
So they're payment for the the grain or whatever. Ah. And so now they're freaked out because they think it looks like they stiffed Joseph and he has their brother who sucks, but they still like want their brother back. Mm-hmm. And then they get back and they're like, dad, we went down there, but the Lord of the land is rough and he's got Simeon and he says he won't let him go unless we bring back Benjamin to prove we aren't spies. And he says, if you do this, I'll restore your brother to you and you'll be free to go about the land. Now, Jacob gets real self-absorbed about it all and is like, why does everything always happen to me? Why? Joseph and Simeon (laughs) are no more. And now you want to take away Benjamin? Why me? I'm like, dude. Uh, But then Reuben, again, MVP, is like, look, if I don't bring Benjamin back to you, you can kill my two sons. I promise I will take care of him. Wow, really taking one for the team, Ruben. Yeah, I mean, mm. with your sons. He doesn't say you can kill me. Like, <laughs> I retract my statement. But, like, <laughs> but that might be like more important, right? Yes, yeah. to some people. Yeah, I don't know. But Jacob is like, no, his brother Joseph is dead. And if anything happens to him, to Benjamin, you will send my gray head down to Sheol in grief. I thought your gray head was already going down to mm. Sheol in grief, sir, because of Joseph. But I guess you got over it. But shit is bad. And they eat up all the rations. And soon Jacob is like, look, go get more stuff from Egypt. And Judah is like, dad, remember, if we go back, we need to bring Benjamin Mm -hmm. or else. And then Israel, Jacob is like, why the fuck did you tell him that you had another brother? And I'm like, that's fair. I don't know why you would do that. But <laughs> it's like, you know, we, we're here now. So we, we just got to yes. move on. And then they're the like, choice was made. but they say, you know, because he kept asking us about our family and we didn't know this would happen. And I'm like, family fights have not changed in 3000 years. Mm-hmm. Then Judah is like, look, I'm going to take him. And if anything happens to him, I'll be responsible. But I need to do this or else you, us and our children will die. Once again, sort of like in the pit story, Reuben mm-hmm. is good hearted, but ineffective. And Aww. Judah is effective, at least. So Jacob is like, okay, and sends him Benjamin. And with the gifts and double the money they brought the first time, hoping that the money thing was a mistake and that they won't call them swindlers. So they go down and Joseph sees that Benjamin is with them. And Joseph is like, take them into the house and slaughter an animal for we shall dine together at noon. Mm. Now the brothers are freaked out because they think it's because of the replaced money in their bags. They're like, they are going to fuck us up and take us as slaves. Oh man. So they go to Joseph's servant and are like, OMG, we came Hmm. by before and tried to buy food. But when we left, there was our money in our bag and we didn't know how it got there. So here's the money and extra money and also some gifts. Please forgive us. We don't know who put that in there. But the Hmm. servant is like, it must have been your God blessing you because I received your payment. Here's Simeon. Mm. <laughs> mm. Love it. So it was probably just Joseph being nice, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. he does love his brothers. So they all go eat with Joseph, who they still don't recognize, and they give him gifts and bow low. And Joseph is like, How is your aged father? You told me about him. Is he well? As a side note, as an adult with a frequently estranged father, this is giving me all sorts of feelings. Mm. And they're like, yeah, he's good. Then Joseph looks at Benjamin and is like, oh, this must be your youngest brother you told me about. May God favor you, my son. Aww. And then Joseph is overcome by feelings for his little brother and starts to well up with tears and has to run out of the room and cry again. Oh, my God. 
Did they put that in the musical? No. (laughs) (laughs) But he washes his face and regains composure and comes back and is like, serve the food. I am in charge of all of Egypt. I have no feelings. They serve. (laughs) Just a reminder, that's still my role. (laughs) So they serve lunch, but they segregated the Egyptians and the Hebrews because it says that eating with Hebrews was abhorrent to Egyptians. And Benjamin's portion, it says, was five times bigger than everybody else's. Hmm. And they drank their fill. Little little favoritism. Favoritism. I'm fine with it. Joseph tells his houseboy, fill the men's bags with as much food as you can, but then also put their money back in their bags and put my silver goblet in the bag of the youngest one. And so the houseboy does it. Then the brothers are sent off in the morning light. And as soon as they leave, Joseph tells his houseboy, go overtake them and be like, why did you repay good with evil and steal Joseph's fancy goblet? Hmm. So the houseboy does this and the brothers are like, what the fuck? We didn't do that. Check our bags. If you find it in anyone's bag, may they die. Remember that? Oh, Hmm. I do. From Rachel and the tariff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the houseboy is like, okay. That's too far, but if I find it, that person will become my lord's slave. Like the houseboy is like, whoa, 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 don't, whoa, whoa, hey, come on, not, not, none of that with that dying. <laughs> yeah, stuff. he's like, not here. He's like, no, we, not up we in don't here. Need to kill Let's anybody. dial that don't back, yeah. all right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I imagine he like rolls his eyes and is like, Hebrews, oh, so dramatic. Like, ah, <laughs> um, he's such a nerd. Yeah. Oh, and so then what do you know? The goblet's in Benjamin's bag and Judah and his brothers rent their clothes and they go back to the city to talk to Joseph and they fall down before him. And Joseph is like, my dudes, I'm a fortune teller. Did you think you could fool me? Ha ha. Ha ha. And Benjamin is my slave now. Go back Uh. to your father, the rest of you. Get jerks. Yeah, Yeah, he likes them apples. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So now... Judah grovels in front of Joseph and he says, look, our father only had two sons by his favorite wife and one is gone. We swore we wouldn't let anything happen to Benjamin. And if we go back without him, my father will die because his Mm. life is bound up with Benjamin's. He says, I cannot bear to see my father's gray head be sent down to Sheol in woe. And Judah says, take me instead and let Benjamin go. Yeah. To be continued. (gasps) Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's the end? That's where we're ending Yeah, that's what I meant. I'm like, you're ending there? (laughs) Yeah, I got to get him coming back. That's why I couldn't let you keep That's fair. That's a really good cliffhanger. Yeah. I know some stuff. (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) All right. Final thoughts. So- so many fucking adult queer kid feelings here for me. <laughs> like, uh-huh. it, like, just start off with like, oh, we treated you like total shit when you were a kid, but now you're really successful and we, you have something to offer us. So we're going to come groveling back and we embrace <laughs> you and all this stuff. Uh-huh. Fuck you. So <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to Torah Queries again, which is a wonderful uh-huh. book that we have recommended before. In an essay, Don Rose asks, who needs this reunion? Is it more meaningful for Joseph, who is so successful that he is the de facto leader of the most powerful land in the known world, but who was initially rejected? Or is it his family, who are literally depending on him for survival at this point, but who rejected him long ago? 
And I don't know. All I know is Judah has shown some real character growth here. Mm -hmm. And we've seen him grow through his experience with Tamar. But also, Joseph keeps running out of the room crying. And if you really picture that, if you picture him dressed up in full, like, king of Egypt garb, Mm -hmm. commanding everybody in the most powerful country in the world, and having to keep running out of the room because he's there with his brothers who rejected him when he was young and they don't know it Mm. and he has to keep running out of the room to sob and then clean himself up and come back and pretend everything is fine like goddamn, that is Mm. a lot and i wonder what what emotions he's overcome with i wonder if he is he like sorrowful is he like night seeing these guys again it's bringing up all these memories or or is it is it joyful is it we're here again or is it the moment of they just the irony of they don't know it's me and i literally hold their fates in my hand and they tried to kill me and uh yeah (sighs) i mean i i actually like that it doesn't tell us oh Mm -hmm. yeah yeah the bible it doesn't really adhere to our modern preference of show don't tell (laughs) it usually tells us but here actually it does show instead of tell it just shows him having to run out to cry and come back in and i think it's really effective i mean i i could put all sorts of thoughts about that i mean you know even even with all the royal power his family causes him to lose composure and he becomes this kid running out of the room to cry I I just think, am I personally not 14 years old again every time I see my family, no matter how successful I become? Oh, yeah. Like, I literally snap back into all of that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And it takes a lot of breathing exercises to (laughs) to (laughs) overcome even a little bit of it. Oh, yeah. The regression is real. Yeah, I I think that is real, right? I think there's a part of us that relives and travels back to our youth and i think there might be a part of us that is is ourselves in that present moment and by virtue of being our grown selves in that present moment i think the way that others have changed can be as poignant as feeling those feels from years ago right so i remember like going home one time and this was just a few years ago and I had gone home my cousins were having a party somewhere and so I'd gone to see them and then it was kind of like I was in Georgia so I was going to see my parents real quick and then I was driving back you know home and so I'm sitting in the car and my parents were standing in the doorway of the house waving goodbye to me and I waved back But for a second, it was like I saw my dad waving to me to say goodbye and I was kind of overcome. And it was it wasn't me being a kid. It was actually like me being an adult and him being an old man. There was another moment like that when I was years and years ago when I was in a bookstore with my mom and I went over to kind of like give her a hug or something like that. 
And I was like, I don't know, like a kid, like I don't know, high school or maybe college or whatever. And I went to give her a hug and I realized that I was taller than she was. <laughs> and it was kind of like the first, right? It was like this moment where I was like, oh, this is weird, you know? <laughs> and then years later, this moment was sort of similar to that. And, but except that it was like, oh my God, like he's old and mm -hmm. like sort of diminished, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh man, this is different and weird. So it, I think of that moment when I think of Joseph in this room, right? Because whatever the complicated relationship you may have with your parents, with your siblings, you know, with your extended family, whoever it is, whether, whether you've ascended to the heights of power, right? Or whether you're now in the prime of your life as your parents were like when you were a kid, right? Mm -hmm. And now you look back or you look at these people and whether it's by virtue of their circumstances, they've fallen on hard times or whether it's just by virtue of the fact that everybody gets old. That's a moment where no matter how complicated or wronged or hurt or whatever it is that you feel about what's transpired in the past, there's still that poignancy of like, oh, this isn't the same person. Mm. And so maybe those like little signs of growth that we see play into that, right? right? Maybe that change in circumstance that we definitely see plays into that, right? I certainly was in tears as I was driving away from the house that day. You know, it doesn't surprise me that Joseph is in tears for, as we say, a myriad of reasons, right? Of course. Um, and I mean, that's true. And think about this. He has not seen them for 20 years yeah since he was yeah. 17 right absolutely i mean if we're gonna take the numbers seriously 17 when they sold him into slavery he was yeah. 30 when he started working for pharaoh mm -hmm. and then seven years later was the famine so yeah. now he's at least 37 so it's mm -hmm. been 20 years i mean yeah mm. that's, benjamin yeah, that's... was probably a child yeah mm -hmm. you know when he saw him last yeah and yeah. they've all changed. And asking about his father, I mean, mm -hmm. Jesus, it's that man who he remembers probably being in the prime of his life. And now mm -hmm. he's an old man and he doesn't even mm -hmm. know if he's alive anymore, probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yes. Also, I wonder, you know, playing this game with them instead of coming right out, is he keeping himself safe? Like, is he just being a dick or is he protecting himself? And waiting to see if they've changed or mm. what? what is what is that about? I think it's a little of both. I think it's him kind of wanting to be able to dish it back and he can. And he's like, yes, I have the power. Now is the perfect time for me to kind of stick it to him a little bit. And also it might be like, I don't want to let myself be open or vulnerable again. If I tell them who I am. Yeah, it's it's kind of the same thing. It's like, I could make myself open and vulnerable and be rejected all over again, you know, mm. and that kind of ties a little bit to, you know, his youth and who he was and his insecurities, because he's basically Pharaoh, too, but he could still have that same feeling of I have this great power, but still, if my family rejects me, I will be destroyed all over again. Sue. Mm since you already knew this story pretty well, you want to talk about 
some things that jumped out at you that were different from the show or things that surprised you? Yeah. I mean, well, it's very similar, but the things that were different is Joseph doesn't like send them back and forth on these kind of errands. And it's like, I'll hold your brother as collateral eh, and go get your other brother. Meh. That doesn't happen. And, and also he doesn't like have a dinner with them and ask them about like, oh, you said you have an old father. How is he? Also kind of being like, how's dad? How's our dad? That doesn't happen. Basically in the show for the rest of the show after Joseph's pretend death, Jacob is just like wailing into his coat. Uh, so he doesn't like talk or anything. He, he doesn't have like a role or any contribution. Mm. <laughs> He's just like really sad about Joseph forever. You know, so f- for the sake of the show, it's just like the brothers go off and do everything and say everything and they don't really mention him or how he's doing at all. It's really kind of like Joseph's relationship to his brothers. Basically, in the show, brothers show up and Joseph does dick them around for a while. And he says exactly that. He says, you could be spies. Like, you know, you could mm. be lying about just being some hungry people. And they're like, no, no, we're really hungry. We really mean it. He's like, oh, okay, here are sacks of food. And uh, Benjamin is there. All the brothers are there. Ten actors up there? Yeah, yeah. Do they, do they all have lines? Mm, they say their name. No, remember, they just sing stuff. No, I mean, but do they all, yeah. are they all singing roles? I mean, or are they chorus? Not a big ones. Some of them like, are bigger Issachar, than like, yeah. <laughs> No, I, th- I it's, it's more like, I think it's like, you know, Judah, you know, or like yeah. some of the old, like Reuben, you know. Yeah, some, just like the ones in the Bible. The, some the, choice brothers, probably. There's, there's four of them who you talk. Really and tell who's who. Like the yeah. only reason, like before, when I, you said like, oh, they held Benjamin back. I was like, interesting, interesting. Hmm. Because I remember Benjamin because Joseph told his servant to plant the cup in their bag they're like there and joseph gives them bags of food and they're all eating and then joseph sneaks a golden cup into benjamin's bag mm. so he does it and then he's like hey somebody stole my cup none of y'all are leaving until i fucking find it and then he looks in every single bag and then benjamin's the last one and he's like benjamin you're going to jail and that's where you're gonna die and well that's the same as this it is the yeah. same as that which is nice then they sing a song that has some kind of jamaican caribbean reggae what? influence i know why i don't know but <laughs> but essentially they do the same thing the older brothers well, all the other brothers are like no 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 please let him go like take us instead okay great thank you you're welcome all right well, i'm glad i know this story so well yes, i really feel like i have something to contribute it's totally mm-hmm. different than no, yeah. i mean normally you contribute but like no, i contribute by going way. what that is crazy <laughs> that's in there i had no idea <laughs> next time we are going to really wrap up a lot of this family tension mm. hopefully in a satisfying way hope springs eternal yes <laughs> <laughs> it's in the Next time on It's In The Book, Family Reunion. Hello, hello, Jay here. Thank you for coming along with us on the story of Joseph. We are coming up on the end of Genesis, my friends, and I could not be happier. If you have been enjoying this podcast, please 
please rate and review it. It really helps it find its audience. Please share it with your friends if you think they might get something out of it. Thank you to all of my Patreon subscribers. We are a strong and illustrious coterie of nerds, and I truly could not continue this show without you, so thank you. If you'd like to join us on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash jsylvan. And last time, I ended the show with one of the songs from our EP, which we released last fall, Songs from Beloved King, a queer Bible musical. I heard from a few people that they enjoyed that, so I am going to do the same thing this week. And today it is another solo from King David, played by Felton Sparks. This song is based on the famous poem from 2 Samuel 1, verses 17 through 27. You're welcome to grab a Bible or Google the Bible and follow along and see how the lyrics have shifted for this version. But without further ado, let's hear Felton Sparks as King David sing Fallen. Mighty have fallen Israel's beauty is slain We say we'd be bound till forever You're gone, but I still remain Was I withdrawn? Things all change so suddenly. I called out to my lover, he was gone. You stayed to fight by your fall. We 
Yeah.